with Not Your Average Netizens. Hey everyone, um, welcome to another week of K-pop ridiculousness and other other things. Um, lots of stuff been going on this week. Um, we're just gonna talk about uh, general news and um, general things that we've observations that we've had this week and um, some other things, and um, including. Uh, uh, Lady Gaga, K-Con, Taman, um, Hatfelt, Wonder Girls, woo, and um, some other things. Um, and um, but before I do that, I'm going to um, introduce uh, my fellow podcasters who are here with me today. Is Noah? Hi. <laughs> and Kiara. Hey, everyone. Noah, you gotta work on that. Hi, you need to sound enthused to be here. Hi, everybody. It's me, Noah. How are you guys? Sorry. Okay, so just to start out, um, a few things that I've noticed in the news. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard. I didn't know until I like stumbled upon it, but Lady Gaga is in in the Asian East Asian region this week. Mm-hmm. I think she's in I think she is actually in South Korea right now wearing something ridiculous. But she was in Japan earlier mm-hmm. and um she was wearing something ridiculous there as well. She had on a wig and you know pom poms in her hair and this like crazy jumpsuit. Um which is all, you know, her thing. The problem was was that she had on this jumpsuit, and the jumpsuit had Korean characters on it. And the characters Whoa. was um, Koro, which is color, so it wasn't anything offensive. But uh, people on 2chan, which if people don't know is Japan's largest online forum, and they are... Huge, um, they could be huge trolls um, of the billionth order. Um, basically, um, started a thread called Lady Gaga, who's visiting Japan, is wandering around Roppongi in clothes with Korean characters. This proves that from the white person's point of view, Japan and Korea are the same. And oh. anybody that has an idea of some people may not. Um, uh, Japan and South Korea have always been on shaky terms. Uh, they're not on the best of terms right now. Um, it would be the same thing if she, basically if Lady Gaga wore Japanese characters in South Korea. Um, and, um, you know, of course, Japanese people and Korean people do not want to be confused with each other because they're different cultures and, you know, traditions. Obviously, you don't want the whole all Asians look alike thing. Um, but there is genuine tension between Japan and uh, South Korea. Um, a lot of personal stuff, um, fighting over um, islands and um, personal things uh, that... Japan has done to them in World War II um, horrible things that they've sort of kind of apologized for. There's a long history there. Guys, Google it. Trust me. 
you know, you, <laughs> educate yourself, inform yourself. But um, basically, um, yeah, I, you kind of wonder how people do this and don't research. But it's, you know, when you think about it, it's, yeah, you can see how somebody may realize, oh, I'm just wearing Asian stuff and I'm in Asia, so it doesn't mean anything. But, um, yeah, it obviously caused some issues there. Um, she's in Japan and she's got Korean stuff on her clothes. So, yeah, that's obviously not, uh, that wasn't very popular there. But um, apparently she's in Korea right now and she's got on something equally ridiculous but nothing Japanese on it. So I'm assuming she learned from her mistake. Also, the Pope is in South Korea um, this week. Or now, I'm I don't I'm sorry I don't have the current time span, but it's like yeah I believe he's there now. this week yeah yeah and um, so he's been um, you know been seen around there um, seen talking to them about North Korea of course and war and peace and also taking um, pictures with Boa of all people so Boa got to meet the Pope so. Of course, I mean, some people would say, of course, why not? But we meet the Pope. I don't know. I could think of some idols that I would prefer to have the honor, but whatever. Um, also, <laughs> I think um, the other people met him because it's for like a lunch thingy they had. So it was yeah. Bowen, other idols. I think Rain was there too, or Rain's got to be part of it. Oh, because you know he was recently baptized as yeah. a. Oh yeah, yes, yeah. I remember he's that. Been, he's been whipped by the committee. They gonna get married soon? I can. Yeah, probably. I, can like, I don't know. Bad. I um, I kind of hope not, cause Rain doesn't. I don't know. Something strikes me. He seems like the type that would not be a good husband. I don't know. I just, 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 just um, face really? value. I don't know. And then recently. I don't have the um, information, but you know the Hyori Rain stuff start popping up again. I don't know why. Someone mm -hmm. asked Hyori about dating Rain in the past, and they probably did date, but that was like forever ago. Um, mm -hmm. Also, um, for those of you who um, may live on the East Coast, may not have known, uh, KCON was held in Los Angeles Memorial Sports Arena this past um, August 9th through 10th. 9th and 10th, and um, it's basically a convention for all things Hallyu. Um, it's basically how uh, it presents itself. It's, I think, officially the third or second one. I think they had one in 2012, maybe 2011. Um, they had a great lineup as far as um, performers went. Um, they had G Dragon was there, Ghost Duration was there, IU was there, Spica was there. Um, help me out, you guys. <laughs> CM2 uh, was there. Um, they had a pretty IU? good. BTS was there. Yes. 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 They had a pretty good um, turnout as far as idols were concerned. Um, and their attendance was uh, more than doubled. From last year's, so, um, they had 42,000 people that came to the um, convention, and they said about 40% came from outside of California. 
um, to come to the event. And so, you know, they got some decent publicity from it. Of course, all the, you know, local newspapers and um, media outlets. Um, I, unfortunately, could not go um, <laughs> because I live, well, one, because I live on the East Coast and I would have to pay um, probably more than $1,000 to get there and back and then get a hotel and go see the show and, yeah. But um, I do like to go and see what people think of the event. Um, a lot of people, um, I think a lot, for me personally, from when I read online, I think a lot of the, um, I, I would put money on the fact that a lot of the extra attendance was due to Girls' Generation being there. I just noticed like a huge kind of sewn, um, you know, like kind of, you know, effort to get to this thing, uh, international sewn effort mm -hmm. to get to this thing. Um, a lot of, I mean, when you're looking for uh, KCON recaps, a lot of Girls' Generation fans, of course, um, but, yeah, I mean, mm -hmm. I think a lot of that was due to, of course, who was there, which, like I said, was very impressive. But um, there's a lot of, um, still a, a, a lot of uh, kind of negatives from people. They're saying that apart from the con the actual performance part, the convention part is actually what's lacking. And... Uh, you know, that can be, I, I can see how that can be kind of difficult, um, you know, because if you're doing a two-day convention and you're doing panels and you're trying to do things that are interesting, um, it's really hot outside, there's lots of long lines, and um, a lot of people are apparently, you know, standing in these long lines for something or another, and so basically, <laughs> you know, it, they were basically there for the performances. Um, the um, panels did not get a whole lot of work. Uh, heard they had a free market that was cool. Free food, people always love that. Um, <laughs> and um, of course, um, apparently there are a lot of people that were um, working at the convention that, you know, weren't familiar with K-pop or weren't familiar with the convention at all. And so, of course, you know, that's a management issue. Um, just, you know, the general thing. It's their second, third time out. So um, just kind of general, probably just finding their feet kind of thing. I mean, I feel like I can't criticize because we're a po podcast that's just getting started. So I kind of feeling... Um, and they've <laughs> they've done pretty well for this, you know, being there, you know, uh, you know, kind of their two day thing. Um, but uh, one thing that I did notice, um, let me see if there's anything specifically. Yeah, um, some people said they thought the convention itself was pretty lackluster. Uh, people were standing in line from 8.30 to 12.30, 1 to 3. People were bypassing the lines completely. Um, the goodie bags were not anything to write home about. A random dog tag, a K-Con magnet, one of those $5 glow sticks, and a K-Con convention map, which is what they got from after <laughs> they got into the convention and they got the map. 
after they waited for like six hours and didn't know where anything was. Um, but, um, like I said, uh, the performances were apparently good. Um, here are some of the panels. Um, it's on the uh, KCON USA website if you want to take a good look. That um, They actually have full schedules of, of what went down that day. Um, you know, these actually don't sound like bad topics, but it just, just depends on who they had to talk about them. And I don't really recognize a lot of the names. Um, I heard that it's a lot of, you know, YouTube people and, you know, probably a lot of Internet people that were, you yeah. know, prominent oh, yeah. Internet people that were asked to do it. Yeah, um, like, um, if you know, if you're into, like, Korean dramas, like, the people who do um, Drama Beans were there because they had, like, a uh, drama yeah. stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Not surprised. Like, the people who are, like, who are very known for like doing those K-pop video reactions, like K, K spat, K-pop spazzing, or other people. I don't really know their names, but yeah, <laughs> they had a panel you know, too. We should do a K-pop video reaction. <laughs> I mean, even though you won't be able to see our faces, but you will be able to hear us. We should totally do that. We did it one time. Were you with us um, when we did the when we watched two new one? We were doing it was a just a get together hangout. And, um, mm -hmm. We just found out oh, Twenty One's coming out with their um, new MV for God Be You, and everyone was like, oh, you know, where is it? And so somebody pulled it up on mm -hmm. um, Google. Was it you? Yeah, it was me. <laughs> I put yeah. this <laughs> It was Kiar who pulled it up on Google Hangout and. We, you know, watched it together and was just like, ooh, ah, you know. I mean, I never understood why people were so crazy about the reaction videos. But, you know, you know, there were like a few of us there. And, you know, I think people had some interesting stuff to say at the time. And, um, hey, if that's what gets me a free ticket to California, <laughs> we'll just do it. Just me and like, yeah, me too. Like, if I can come from Sweden to California, I'll be very happy, boy. <laughs> but um, here are some of the panels. Um, women in K-drama, How You Culture Shock, How to How You Blog, um, Fan Fiction, Open Mic. Um, oh, I heard about that. <laughs> yeah, I actually want to... I want to... Anybody out there that's listening to this, if you went to Fan Fiction Open Mic, please write us at notyouraveragenetizens at gmail.com. I want to know what went down at that panel. Me too. Just to know. <laughs> um, like, um, was, it like, was it like, and he softly brushed his hands against Taman's cheek and whispered to his ear? Seriously, like they were just, just basically <laughs> Tumblr K-pop porn. That's all. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's all I ever see. So I'm like, I'm just wondering, like, open mic with just them going up and reading K-pop. Oh, God, okay, that's no. so weird. I like it. I believe it. Anyway, so, yeah, like I said, if you went to that or know someone who did, we, I'm serious. Like, yeah. we'll even put you on the show if that's, if that's, if that's your deal. If you want to be on the show, we'll do that. We want to know what happened. But, um, yeah, um, how to be a classic K-pop fan. 
Um, <laughs> K-pop fandoms of future past. Um, the journey of becoming a K-pop choreographer. How-to reaction video. So there you go. If you want to be famous and get free tickets, how to do a reaction video. Um, how to be a K-pop fashionista. I know they were supposed to have done some sort of masquerade ball where everyone kind of went there as their own kind of cosplay, but it was like K-pop cosplay. So I don't, but I don't know how successful that was. I'm not really, I got invited to a convention once and I chickened out because I was scared. But I've never <laughs> been, <laughs> I've never been to, um, you know, a convention, anime convention, you know, Comic-Con. I do want to go. To, I would love to go to Comic-Con, but that's pretty, pretty mainstream. But um, as far as conventions go, you know, usually it's for, like, a specific, like, you know, show or, like, product, you know, or something like that, you know. Mm -hmm. So certain characters, you know, people come dressed up as, like, Game of Thrones characters or, like, superheroes or something. I don't I think the only person that would really be like you could be like, oh there it there is somebody would be like if someone dressed up as like G Dragon or something, I don't know. Mm. <laughs> but um be like C L where all Jeremy Scott or... Maybe. <laughs> Dress up as a chicken check in a chicken suit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she did that. Yeah, I know you want us to forget CL, but we remember you did that. Um, <laughs> yes. Um, yes, but by all accounts, it was a fairly good success. Um, people were very happy with the idols who came. Um, if you're interested, there's lots of video footage um, already online from the um, convention. Um, there's an episode of Mnet was um, filmed from there. Um, so... Yeah, I mean, by all accounts, you know, I would say if I was running it, I would say it would be fairly good success. Um, yeah. They certainly got uh, more than enough um, uh, public uh, PR from it. Um, did you guys have any thoughts about going or knew anyone who went? or? I know people who went. Um, I wasn't going to go, though, because the... The final lineup wasn't really enough for me, or not, wasn't that interesting enough for me to want to go fly six hours and spend a lot of money. But um, I mean, it sounds like it was a it was a success because um, it's only like their third year, I think. Third. Yeah. Year? Yeah. Second or so, third year. Yeah. So you know, it's still probably still a lot of things they need to fix and figure out, but at least concert-wise, it was very successful. That's what I was thinking. I was like, why not just, like, dip the convention stuff all together and just have the concert be the main... I mean, I know that they've already kind of done that with the Hollywood Bowl, and that was ended. And mm -hmm. so they have the KCON, and they want it. And the panels sound interesting, but, I mean... Like I said, the idols are the main attraction, really. That's yeah, well, what people want to see. Well, the thing with the booth is that they're really fan, like, it's the fans that, like, make them and the ones that, like, the stuff they sell. Mostly it comes from, like, their pocket and, like, stuff like they sell, like, CDs or, like, they sell, like, fan-made Yeah, goods. I heard there wasn't a lot of good, um, 
like, yeah, you know, a lot of good, like, I stuffed items to buy afterward. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. if you wanted posters or, you know, fan stuff, there wasn't a whole lot of that. Yeah, um, it all came out of, like, you know, the fans, like, pockets. Like, because I know the person who kind of runs um, 2 One Day, which is, like, the fan site for 2 p.m. and 2 a.m. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. One Day. And, you know, like, I think they only sold, like, stuff like some CDs and, like, some fan, like, fan-made, like, goods. But that's yeah. all pretty much, that pretty much comes up from their pockets. Like, they're the yeah. ones that get, and then they're, they're, they're the ones that have the extra CDs from whenever they did group buyings and stuff, and some people didn't end up actually buying the CDs when they said they were. So now they're trying to sell it at KCON and stuff like that. So it's all really much money from their pockets. So it's not going to be a lot of stuff. So I think if they try to put in more money, like KCON, like to help out with the booths and stuff, then it would probably be more successful. But since mostly it's it's run by fans, it's not going to yeah. be much stuff, really, because not really not everyone's going to put in a lot of money towards it. Mm -hmm. Not your average dozens panel next year. Mm. Um, <laughs> we got, we that would be interesting. <laughs> we have to open up, uh, what do you call it, well, on one of those sites where you can donate money <laughs> for yes, us. Yes, Kickstarter. <laughs> Kickstarter. Yes. <laughs> Hear us talk crap about your favorite idols while they're there. Live, yep, right there. Yep. <laughs> but, okay, um, I, should, I should play nice then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, one thing I did notice, though, was that the idol stuff really, really, you know, people seem really satisfied with that. They got to have little fan meets with them and, you know, everyone seemed... Also, Vix were there. Vix. I forgot about Vix yeah. and Teen Top. Um, and people got to, you know, do little, you know, skinship, high touches and things like that. And people were very, you know, very satisfied with that. So I think that's that's mainly what people wanted. And they that's what they got. So... They'll probably have no problem getting funding for next year. Yeah. I think also Isungi was there too, and I think he might have a fan yeah. signing or something. Yes, yes. Yeah. There's an article going around with him meeting a fan that was in a wheelchair. A very um, heartwarming article about him meeting a um, wheelchair bound fan. And of course, you know, you know, he was, you know, was very, you know, humble and, and kind and, and, warm and nice toward that fan and so yeah there oh, were a lot of people Eric Nam was there too really yeah. he was like the one intro like the he was the MC for the red carpet because they had like a red carpet and everything too whoa mm. well, yeah. and Mnet was part of it too so it was, it was pretty yeah, big it's, thing. it's because of Mnet really that's why it was so big and so many people because it was not just idols there I think there was also like Actors and stuff there too. Yeah, there are a few actors and other like um, notable Korean American uh, celebrities and people that were there. I'm sorry, guys, I don't know all of the details. I didn't go, but um, apparently, I mean, you know, as far as it's spreading Hallyu and Korean culture, I mean, they're definitely doing their part. I mean, you know, you can criticize aspects of it. I mean, they're not immune to criticism, but um, 
And obviously, you know, you read some of the articles by like the LA Times, and they're like, oh, KCON is Comic Con for K-pop lovers, and you know, they don't completely get it wrong, but <laughs> um, they don't really understand. Um, it's not like that at all. But um, yeah, I think more focus on the idols um, and the whole idol process. I. For me personally, that's what I would, would, would put money on just because that's what most people are going to come there to see. But anything you want to say about KCON, Noah? Well, since I live in Sweden, it's going to be quite hard. But <laughs> <laughs> It'd be kind of a long trip for you. Yeah, we should have a, like a KCON year version or something. Yeah. But... Um, it seemed a nice yeah, lineup. SM Town in Europe, like a year. Or two yeah, well, like ago. we, yeah, we had a, like BTS a couple of weeks ago in Sweden, and we had four minutes before that, and we had Vix before that, so we. Like, yeah, you guys are getting more than than than, <laughs> than a, a lot, lot of the US are getting. <laughs> yeah, but um, I like uh, what I have to say about it is like. It seemed it seemed like a nice lineup and it seemed quite like a fun. The one thing is like if I would go that kind of thing, I would be really disappointed if they didn't have a lot of merchandise. Cause like I would like want to get my biceps. Like if G Dragon like Vip like fan sign and all that, I would wanna buy that shit. And if it's not and if it's not fair, I would be like I would be really disappointed. But and the concerts it seemed okay, like it was it seemed fun. Honestly, it didn't feel like half the artists gave a shit <laughs> when I yeah. saw that Mnet, like especially G Dragon. He was like, "Yeah, whoa, what's my name, bitches?" <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, like, that's that's G Dragon. I mean, he does that in <laughs> Korea. I mean, but you know, I've never seen like, him. I own Seoul, so you know. Mm. Yeah, but but it was like I've never seen lack that much energy ever in a concert. Not, he wasn't like that when I was uh, at the Big Bang concert. Anyway, yeah, I remember someone wrote and a recap a report of them there. They were like, "Oh, it was fun seeing the legend of G Dragon in person." <laughs> you know, like <laughs> it was like seeing a panda in the wild or something. Like I did get to see G Dragon, you know. So, and he was there, so I can say that, which. It's kind of impressive, in a yeah. sense. Yeah, it is. But uh, but it, it seemed like a lot of fun, and I hope there will be something like a KCON in Europe, because there's a lot of K-pop fans. I'm surprised they haven't done one. And um, I mean, I know they're kind of kind of are aren't part of Europe, but. Um, Great Britain, England in particular, has a pretty big um, Korean culture center, and they oh, they do a lot of things frequently. Um, one of the sites that I frequent for news and information is Beyond Hallyu, and they write a lot mm. of great stuff um, about uh, Korean entertainment and um, how that connects to sociological um, oh. and issues, and just you know. They, they they go in depth. They go in deeper. <laughs> they write oh. articles like "Why are we fetishizing Asian men?" Like that kind of thing. Um, oh, but <laughs> but um, they're based out of the UK, and they have, um, from what I understand, 
the Culture Center has a lot more money and a lot more events than the one in the U.S. does. Um, oh. I can I can say that from personal experience. Um, maybe <laughs> maybe I should start one? the next cake. Maybe I should start a cake on in Europe. Why should why not? <laughs> Start it, Noah. Be the leader. <laughs> Yo, I mean, I'm sure there'd be a lot of people in Europe right now. They're like, man, why can't we get a KCon? I mean, we got Vix, we got Formative, like we got them to Stockholm. There's, there's already people who want to do this, so why not? Actually, but okay, that's a whole other topic. But anyways, uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> like I said, there's, there, like they have, like they're a huge K-pop fan, huge base fan base of K-pop fans here in Europe. There is also in South America. Uh, yep. And actually, I think South America is getting more K-pop love than we are. Yeah, they're getting like, a lot. Um, they have a huge fan, they get, they're, just rec they're just kind of recognizing what a huge fan base they have there. Um, yeah. So yeah. they've started doing, a lot of um, artists have started doing um, shows there in like yeah. Brazil and yeah. Like Tom just had a concert in Mexico, so I was like, whoa. And it was pretty packed, too. Like, I saw the photo of there. Mm. It, was, yeah. it was full of fans, the place yeah. where they had a concert. So. In, other, in other words, uh, the rest of us have to put our money where, where our mouth is. So. Yes. Yeah, that's basically the thing. I mean, I was in Washington, D.C. I was working with the Korean embassy, and they were knocking around the idea of doing a uh, crew, you know, getting people there, just like two or three people, maybe, to do like a showcase or a concert of some kind. But the mm. main issue was, are people going to come? Are people going to want to pay for this? And that, you know, that was still an issue. And, you know, this is a place where there's a pretty decent Korean population. Annandale is not that far away. I mean, that's basically mm. Koreatown in Northern Virginia. Um, yeah. And... There's still, you know, there's still that doubt, you know, that they would make any money off of that or there would be any kind of audience for it. So, mm -hmm. yeah, uh, there's still, you know, they have to see that, you know, the proof of that and money-wise, <laughs> if yes. they can see that, if they can see that in $1,000 bills, I'm sure <laughs> then they'll change their tune. Um, one last thing um, before I um, go to my fellow podcasters for some other news that happened this week that we're going to discuss. I want to call out, and she may not like it, but I want to call out lovely Veronica, dearly departed Veronica. Um, you may not remember her because she was only on the very first podcast, but she was uh, basically kind of uh, my uh, co-creator and producer on this podcast. Um, she's since left um, to, um, you know, nurture her, you know, other obligations, um, you know, which is completely, um, uh, completely amiable. It's perfectly fine. But um, there is an article on um, Omona today, uh, which is a great, interview with uh, Yeni and Sunmi, um, mm -hmm. and it was just, uh, it's an English translation of an interview they did with um, Ilgun Sports, and they just talked about uh, uh, Wonder Girls, talked about Hatfelt, um, JYP, anyway, it's a great interview, um, if you come across it, definitely read it, Yeni is 
awesome, wonderful. And but I just have to quote her on what she posted because I have all my feelings in this. Um, she said, um, well, first she quotes part of the article, which is a great part. Um, they ask about they ask Yuni couple questions about the Wonder Girls and when they went overseas and all that. And um, Yenny says, during that time, many girl groups came out in Korea and it felt like the Wonder Girl, oh, this is, this is the interviewer's part, sorry. During that time, many girl groups came out in Korea, it felt like the Wonder Girls were becoming forgotten. And then Yenny says, if we didn't advance to the U.S. and had stayed in Korea, we probably would have maintained popularity. But I don't think our members would have had this tight of a bond. If you gain something, you lose something. And we also felt the love of our fans even more strongly and our gratitude for that. If we had just received the love in Korea, I don't think we would have realized our gratitude. Veronica's response to this is, this is why I stick by Wonder Girls. I don't really care if they're not as popular, but I know other people do and look down on and feel sorry for them because of it. But it strengthened their bond above all else that should probably be the most important thing for a team. I never have to worry about them breaking up because of interpersonal conflicts. I was like, yes! I think that's the main thing that bothers me about all these girl group changes and all these people mm -hmm. leaving girl groups and things happening and all these... I was like, you know, I don't know. You just feel like the older groups had more of a... like. I don't know, I'm like, where's the team effort? You know, mm -hmm. you know, there's all, you know, someone leaves because they're being bullied. Someone's just like, oh, I'm going to do my acting career. I mean, Zoe left for acting career, but you know what? She's still on good terms with JYP, and she put her acting career on hold for how many years until she decided to, you know, go off and pursue that. So, you know, you know, I've always felt like I, I have a personal thing where I never see people writing stuff about Wonder Girls with pity, like, oh, they went to the U.S., and, you know, they would have been bigger if they had stayed, and it's like, you know, they realize that. Everybody knows that. But I feel like that their experiences in the U.S. made them better people, and I think, honestly, they're enjoying their lives a lot more right now than if they were still in the group and still churning out singles and still doing promotion cycles and everything that a regular girl group would do. Mm -hmm. They have a freedom, I think, that Girls' Generation does not have. Nothing against Girls' Generation. I don't, I'm not going to speculate on how they feel about their position, but they have a freedom, and they have, um, you know, they they have, you know, they have that experience, and they also have that freedom. But you know what? They also have that bond as well, which I feel like we will see them perform together someday. Maybe for one time only, and maybe for a mini album or a full album. But, I feel like that you know, they encompass the qualities you know, of a real group, and not just, you know, these people, they're randomly put together and let's just give them a song, and hey, you know, this might come out okay. Um, mm -hmm. You know, Sorry, you know, Wonder Girls Stan. I don't even understand why I love the Wonder Girls so much. I mean, they were one of the first girl groups I kind of got into when I got into K-pop. But I still, I don't know why I 
I, you know, I got so into them and, you know, no one else kind of clicked because G was around at that time too, I think, when I kind of got into it. But mm -hmm. for some reason, I just really identify with them. I like them. I like their personalities. I like who they were yeah. as a group. And, um, you know, I don't really see that. For me personally, I don't really see that in any current girl groups, really. Um, there are girl groups that I like. Um, you know, I like probably the closest thing for me would be, personally, right now, would be Ladies Code and Mama Moo. Mm. But, um, you know, I don't see that really currently in a lot of the girl groups. And I think that's because a lot of them were put together so quickly and, you know, trying to turn them out. Not saying nothing against anybody else. Not saying that none of them are not good. Just, you know, that personal kind of feeling that makes you connect to a group. Um, because I think Wonder Girls, I don't know how big their fan base was at their height. But Oof. they had... They had a, I know they had a concert. I remember they had a concert or a couple of concerts, and that was a big deal because, you know, of course, other than like Girls' Generation, most of the concerts guys do. You know, girls, a lot, most people, if they do a concert or a show, a lot of people don't really go to it. But I think Wonder Girls, their concert did fairly well. Yeah, because the thing is with them that they were the first girl group in K pop to have a, a solo concert since like during the days of like SES and Finkel. Yeah. Like, yeah. like after them, like no other girl group had a solo concert. So that's why it was like such a big deal. That was like 10 years or something like that. I think they said yeah. it was since the last time a girl group had a solo concert. Yeah. And I think, mm -hmm. I don't know, personally this is just kind of a theory of mine, but a reason why Wonder Girls and maybe to a larger extent Girls' Generation, you know, appeal to more people is that they have it's the personal like a, a attachment that you you get through them you know you feel like they're truly a group and they're truly you know in this for their careers and I don't know it's it's this weird personal connection <laughs> and I, I sound like a crazed fan while I'm saying <laughs> this I know that but it's this weird personal connection I feel like Wonder Girls and Girls Generation have that you just don't see with newer groups. And I'm going to um, leave it there. <laughs> I, do, I do disagree. <laughs> so okay. I see that in 21 as well. For me, personally. Okay, I, I, I'll concede that. I, I'll I see that in that. 21. Like, I think it's like Wonder Girls one, actually one of the... Wonder Girls was actually the first K-pop group I was exposed to, so I, I I understand that you're emotional about it. I get I get that. Um, for me, um, I, I think it's the relationship they have, that how close they are to, uh, to to each other, is because of all of these experiences that they went through, and they went probably through a lot more drama, a lot of more stuff than we know about. Oh, true. And uh, and so and that's why. It, the result of it is that they are so close to each other, and I and I get what you mean. Like they feel like that's the one thing I feel about Wonder Girls, and sorry to all all SMSD fans. <laughs> I think they they have gone past the fear of not being popular anymore. They are past it now. They are like they are in a different place, 
but because with NS, SNSD who debuted a little bit after, I like when I watch their interviews, I feel like they still like what am I supposed to do now? Like I was I was famous, but now we're getting older and we're not seen as the new or hot group anymore in the same way. They're still popular, but they're not... Yeah. Well, they I feel... kind of get this feeling from just... And like I said, I don't really watch a lot of their their interviews and things like this, but just a feeling that, I mean, they are getting older, so, you know, of course they're going to want to branch out and do different things. And, you know, people... There have been some people that have been kind of predicting you know, when Girls' Generation would kind of, like, quietly go their own ways or go on hiatus or however SM would like to do it. I'm sure SM would, would not like to do it at all because they're making tons of money off of them. But, um, you know, I mean, I'm sure. I mean, a lot of a lot of the girls, they're in their 20s, mid-20s, late 20s. Um, you know, they've got to be, like, you know, kind of, at a point where, you know, they might be getting tired of, you know, the same old thing. Mm. But, um, uh, anyone well, else have anything? Actually, I, well, because, cause, you know, we were going to talk about different topics. One of my main topics was going to be about Hot Felt or Yenny and her her debut as a soloist. And I was going to bring up the Sorry, article you mentioned. I didn't mean to take I, I didn't mean to take that. Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Um, so just to kind of bring it back, I guess you can. I can start the topic because yeah, we're off. Um, but speaking about that article, you know, it really it made me emotional when I read it because mm. it just. Because I am a Wonder Girl fan. I'm a wonderful. Like, that's my very first K-pop fandom. And it'll always be my number one K-pop fandom, no matter what. Like, yes, you may see me, like, yes. go crazy about Sistar and, like, other groups, like Kara. But to me, Wonder Girls will always be the number one K-pop girl group. And they'll never, ever change. <laughs> but, yeah, so, um, I did, like, I got, I got slightly emotional reading her article. Because, like, like just like you Ash, like you know, it it frustrated me to see people who weren't really Wonder Girls fans like saying a lot of you know bullshit about them or like oh um how like oh if only they were in Korea and they never went to the U.S. Or they would have been so popular or like they were just saying like a lot of things like that and it was just like well I'm sure these I'm sure for they knew that thing for some for so long as they have in the U.S., they would have known that, well, things are not going to be the same way mm -hmm. afterwards. Mm -hmm. But, you know, in another, she didn't say in this interview, but she said in another interview, I believe, that Yeun said that if she could do it all over again, she would still mm -hmm. do the same thing. Like, she was like, she doesn't know how the other members really feel about it, but for her personally, she doesn't regret going to the U.S. and spending all that time in the U.S., because it really, being in New York really, and touring around the U.S. and stuff, has really made the girls, like, grown and just, like... That's how I feel. I feel like having that that experience really made them grow as people. And that, you know, I mean, and you can see that, like, in their Wonder World album. Like, it's so underrated, but it's so good. Like, it's, it's not it's, the type of, it's it's... 
know, the kind of stuff that they would get from being outside of Korea and, and having different experiences and actually wanting, you know, like, I, I'm a big person, like, you know, I'm a big, like, I got travel, global traveler, backpack traveler, whatever, but I feel like going out and doing things on your own, experiencing life on your own gives you that feeling of, you know, finally makes you kind of realize, you know, what do I want to do with my life? You know, you know, what, you know, what kind of things do I want to experience? And the idol, because just the idol machine is so rigid and so strict mm-hmm. and so, I mean, it, like, I mean, Nini talked about it. She couldn't even, in the article, she couldn't even remember a lot of the stuff from the tell me period because they were just, you know, one thing to the next thing to the next thing to the next thing, you know, that. You know that was not really an experience. It was just kind of a, a machine. Yeah, I don't think people realize how big Wonder Girls were. Like they, um, no, I mean, SNSD gets gets it for being the one of the biggest K-pop groups of all time. Who, who's been around the longest or survived the longest? But Wonder Girls, they were like at DBSK level. They were like huge. They were like, like nobody could touch them. It was not about oh the biggest girl group. They were definitely one of the biggest K-pop groups at that time, at the height of their popularity. Nobody could touch them. Like when they, like tell me so hot and nobody, like nobody could t- like, and that's what like the newer K-pop fans they don't get it. Like they were on the level of SES or HLT or Shingwa. Like they were huge. They were selling millions. And honestly, I think that they will probably eventually maybe come back in that kind of form, like G.O.D. has, mm. or, you know, Shinwa has, kind of as like a reunion thing, that that may be something that they'll eventually do. Because, I, I mean, I... they got the um, uh, Taesung, um for, like, Song of the Year or something. Mm. Uh, Wonder Girls? Yeah. Yeah, Song of the Year with Nobody. Yeah, and I, I remember like watching the footage of that and they were crying and like that's a big deal. I mean, considering how young they were and how sh- short they were into their career. And you also have to take into account, well, who says that they would still be that big now? You know, we mm. don't know what would have happened if they had stayed here. Maybe yeah, it would take yeah, a like turn to the worst. I feel like as a fan, having all these what-if ideas, it really just, it's unnecessary at this point because it's just like, it's what happened, happened, and these girls are now living their lives. You know, Sunye is a married woman with a child, and, you know, she's living her life. Like, people don't realize, especially like with Sunye, like, she's had a hard life. Her life was easy. Like, she had to deal with the the passing, uh, with her living a life without her mother, and then you her know father. her father being really sick until he passed away during back in 2011. Uh, it was yeah. right after um, their comeback with um, two different tears. Mm-hmm. That and like all she had like really was her and her grandfather passed away during the Tell Me era. So all she had of her family was like really her grandmother and her uncle. And that's mm-hmm. it, you know. She had like a really difficult life, and being a trainee, she was a trainee with JAP for like ten years. Like, yeah. She and Joe Kwan, he basically like, built the group like around her, like for her, basically. Yeah, Wonder Girls was created for Sunye. Like it was, it was that like 
and her life wasn't like the easiest one. She had to go through a lot. And as a fan, you saw like she got she gets sick very easily. So there were times when yeah. they're promoting, she would look so deathly sick or whatever. But she would still continue going and going, you know. But now she's she has a new family now. Now she has a husband. Now she has a daughter. And you know, the fact that people who are even who are not even her fans are always criticizing her. And I just want to say. I'm like, I can understand why people have a bad opinion of missionaries, but I, I'm like, what is it with the missionary, like, negativity? Like, if she wants to help people in Haiti, what the hell is wrong with that? Like, people are like, oh, my gosh, her baby. Like, yeah, there are babies that live in Haiti. Like, like her <laughs> baby's not going to be fine. You know, <laughs> I mean, I... I just, I don't know. I had a reaction to that, and people were like, why is she going to, like, peddle Christianity to people? A lot of people, they're missionaries. I, you know, I can't say because I don't know exactly what she's doing, but a lot of missionaries also do a lot of helpful aid work as well. And a lot of people have realized that that's, you know, central to, you know, spreading the gospel, as it were. Yeah. So, you know, if even if, you know, you don't don't, you know, agree with someone, you know, trying to convert someone to Christianity, they are going down there with clothes and food and, you know, donors yeah. and, and things like that. Um Well, yeah, but yeah, with Sonia pretty much her faith has been one of her 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 way of dealing with life. So, you know, I just felt like people were just being well ridiculous on that point, on hating her and all that stuff. But um, going back to, like, Yeon, because that's really the main point. <laughs> but um, <laughs> because, but like I was saying, like, her, she lo her time being living in New York was important for her because it really, I think it will help create the album she wrote, you know, mm -hmm. meet the, her new album. It really inspired her, and she gained a lot of like experience here. And because I wanted to talk about how her like debut or comeback or whatever, and how like even though well, please do how like <laughs> people were how peop, how a lot of netizens were like, oh, it's really it's a bad album, and how like she didn't she's doing horrible, and like they don't understand her music and everything but like in the interview she was she talked about it like how she knew that this album yeah. wasn't going to be commercial like it's not going to be like for the masses it wasn't going to be successful it wasn't going to be number one and it's something she knew and despite the fact that JYP himself was like arguing her about it with her and fighting about her fighting with her about it because like he was like no you shouldn't put all these songs in just one album because it's too heavy and too a lot of people are not gonna get it. She still she fought for it and fought for her songs. She even wrote eleven page, you know, a letter to him explaining yeah, why. Yeah, and then everybody was them. like, "Oh my gosh, there's a feud between them." And it's like, no, I mean, yeah. it's just like, no, it's not like that at all. Because I I think he was upset with her, and like they kind of probably like kind of not talked for each other for a while. Because she said that like they like haven't really been talking after that. But I think in a way he understands her. At yeah, they clearly have a mentor-mentee relationship, so, you know. Yeah, and so, like, she knew that this album wasn't going to be successful, but she still wanted to put it out because the album reflects how she feels and the emotions she went through, and it was just, like, her outlet. And then yeah. I, as a fan, 
it makes me happy because it's just like it's something personal and as a fan like it touches me because it's just like uh, I and honestly yeah and honestly I have to say I can't at this point in time maybe they will I'm not saying they won't I can't see SM letting any of the members of Girls Generation doing something like that no just are any of them writers are any of them composers? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, even if they are, it's like they haven't been given a chance if they are, you know. I feel like, you know, Taeyang has a really nice voice, and it's been underused a lot of the time. I mean, <laughs> I don't. I mean, like I said, I don't know. Maybe they will in the future because, you know, I don't know where Ghost Generation is in, in their, you know, maturate, maturation stage, but, um, you know. Yeah, I haven't really, you know, as of yet, seen SM really let someone go creative, creatively like that. And with that, we're going to take a break. And I'm going to edit this out because I have to take a bathroom break. <laughs> but um, I will be right back. Sure. So go you guys sit tight. I will be right back. Okie dokie. Party break. If <laughs> you got a party, party to break. go, you can go. If you gotta go no <laughs> too, no, you can go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't actually, but I'm quite I'm hungry. <laughs> go get a snack. You, you could totally snack while we're doing the radio. <laughs> I, no, I cannot snack. I'm going to a wedding in three weeks in Shanghai. I need to be looking fly. No, uh, <laughs> I, I'm not eating any snacks whatsoever. I'm gonna live on bro. Oh, like <laughs> like this. Like I'm gonna tell you a story, and I'm, this kind of thing only happens to me. You should go ahead. Like, I don't know why I, what happened. Like, sometimes, you know, um, are you black or you're not? Like, I'm not, I'm not black, no. <laughs> no, so okay, then I have to fill you in if you don't know. Like, you know black guys wear do-rags for, like, have it do-rags. We yeah. wear it sometimes to, like, get those waves in the hair that we like so much. I've heard about that, yeah. Yeah. And I did that, and I used the do-rag, and I slept with it because I want to look fresh in the morning. Mm. And I had an allergic reaction. An allergic my, reaction? Yes. To the, I don't know if it was to the polyester or whatever, but my I got scarves all over my forehead, and I'm like pissed. Oh, wow. That's oh, crazy. yeah. It's like, like I have black spots all over my forehead. It's like I had wounds. Like, ugh. And I'm like wounds and bruising and scars. Now I'm like I'm like, like I'm like going, going, going nuts because I'm going to a wedding in three weeks, visiting my Sorry friends. Sorry to hear that, Noah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I haven't been here that long. I just kind of heard the end of that, but yeah. Yeah, so, so <laughs> that I'm was kind of creepy. <laughs> Yeah, sorry about that, Noah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah. No, but um, yeah. Sorry, yeah. I should not talk. Um, but okay. Um, just to go around and um, just kind of um, discuss and um, pontificate on the different going ons this week. Um, Kiara, um, you know, do you have anything else to say about Yinny and Hatfelt or um, anything else you wanted to bring up? Um, well, with Hotfelt, I just want to say that in the end, as a fan, I'm happy with the album. I love it. I think she did a great job. And despite the fact that it's not a commercial success, I still think she did really good 
and I'm proud of her. And, you know, maybe her next album will be what everybody wants. You know, everybody wants that Wonder Girl sound again or whatever. But mm -hmm. as a fan, I love it. I enjoyed it, and I'm proud of her. That's all I can say. Yay, Yenny! Can I say something? Yeah, go yeah. ahead. Yeah. <laughs> um, I want to talk about the album specifically because I'm not a huge fan of the album, actually. Because, it, like, I, like I've said in multiple different sites, I feel the album was heavy and it might not have suited for summer. I wish they would have let her release it maybe late September, November, because well, it would... Because I feel like it would have suited more for that like fall or winter kind of music. I just felt like during the summer and like sister are listening to touch my body and all on the other groups touching like having girls they having darling. It's like it's quite heavy. And but you can also look at it from the perspective of it makes her stand out. It does make her stand out, but it's like I feel. Like, mm. it, it should be, it's like, how should I say this without sounding offensive? I feel there's certain t times of the year that certain albums, uh, certain songs can oh, be released. yeah, I mean, you yeah. definitely see certain types of music at certain times of the year. And, I mean, obviously, like, I mean, you see stuff like Girls' Day, like in Sistar, they're obviously, yeah, they're like, yeah, we're totally doing summer songs. And, I mean, why not? Because, you know, it's still summer and, and it makes sense. But, um, like I said, I think, I mean, I don't know all of the issues that go into scheduling an album release. But I can say, like I said, one advantage to Yenny doing her album is that mm. she does stand out. And, you know, yes. she's one of the few sing like um, you know, single artists that performing on the variety shows right now. And her music is, you know, when she starts her music, it's a vast contrast to a lot of stuff that's playing right now. Um, with that said, I can see why you wouldn't maybe like like, you know, Kara was talking about she knew her album would be, you know, kind of a like it or don't type of thing. And, yeah. you know, that's, you know, that's why she did it. It was just, it was, it was kind of like an emotional kind of release type of thing. Um, mm -hmm. And, it, it, you know, it, it's not bad if you don't like it. It's not bad if you do like it. I think, but I think I'll say the beauty is awesome. Also, Sorry. I think that issue was like maybe the whole schedule that JYP Entertainment has for their releases, because a lot of things were like pushed back, because of you know mm. the whole ferry incident. It um, yeah. you know, they had yeah. to push back a lot of stuff. Like two PM's comeback is next month, and then mm. after that, there's talks of five live debut and six mix debut, and um, maybe yeah, something. Yeah, I'm waiting on six mix. Maybe something with Miss A too. So you know they have so many like artists too on the roster. So I think the only time they probably could have done it was now maybe, or it was just like well, just do it if you want to do it. Then I guess kind of situation. Like if you want to release this, you're gonna have to do it now. Mm -hmm. so, I think also, um, what was I, what was I supposed to say? 
I think also this reminds me of Taeyong in some way, because his last album was not that big of a hit, uh, Solar. Uh, like, he wanted to be more artistic, he was more into, like, as he said in interviews, like, he was more into being true artist, finding his but own But his identity. single was big. I mean, they had to, like, take him out of the running because he was winning all the show. No, I'm not talking about that. Like I'm talking about the album. I'm talking about the album before that, Solar. Oh, Solar. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Solar. That I'm talking about that. That album was not that successful. That single, I'll Be There, was not that big of a hit either. He he did not win that much, and he was like very adamant about being honest to his true artistic sense and self and that kind of stuff. And it was not, and like, and now his now new album is a huge hit that we know of, like eyes, nose, and ears. And he said, like, I had to understand, like, I had to concede, I have to compromise in a way that I didn't understand. I'm not, and I'm not feeling bad about it because I know, uh, like, what was he said? I think he said something about like, I understand, like, I have to maintain a popularity to be able to release more artistic music so uh, like because everything costs money like it's not just about me it's about the pro like the whole is about it's not just about the company it's about people who work the choreographers the sick the background dancers it's I have to think about the whole aspect and not just about me and myself and my artistic desires I have to yeah. compromise in some way and I felt like Maybe that's what Jen Yenny will do in the future. Like, I mean, that's come, like the eternal thing for like musicians yes. or just artists in general. It's like, yeah. do I stay true to my art or do I do what's commercial and mainstream? You know, yeah. it, it's it's that eternal you know thing. Yeah. Um, I'm not an artist in any way, shape, or form, so <laughs> I don't think I've ever had that um, debate, internal debate, but um, you know, it's, think, it's always there. I think also, like, maybe she could have done, like, IU, like, IU was very artistic. She was not that popular. Nobody cared about her. And then she released Good Day or whatever. It was very Actually, hard. Yeah, was, she does kind of a mix, I think. In the, like, yeah, in the, but, like, in, in the beginning, like, when she had, when she made her big breakthrough, it was she compromised. Yeah. She compromised herself. Is, she really did. She was very girly. I remember that very, was like when I was first getting into K-pop, and she had that big marshmallow guy on the stage with her, and I was like, yes. "What the hell is this?" <laughs> but <laughs> I but after that, that, I did yeah. not think much of her at all. I was surprised. I was shocked when she came out with her later stuff because I did not expect that from her. So like yeah, so that's what I'm trying to say. Um, she with a good day, I think I think it was it was her big first yeah. big really big hit. And after that, since since that she has released like her latest album was very artistic, like it was a very her own it was her own creation, and it was a huge hit. But she had now she had a huge fan base that could actually buy it. That's and and the public was more willing to listen to her music in in a different yeah. sense than maybe they had for 
Taeyang or Hatfeld or Yenny. Yeah. Well, I think what you mentioned is probably the ideal situation for anyone in that area is that, they, that eventually they'll build up the fan base that, you know, okay, I can do what I want and, you know, I know these people will buy it, you know, so I don't mm. have to worry about appealing to mainstream people anymore. Um, Kiara, um, anything else? Um, I know you have some interest in Orange Caramel. Kara, Orange Caramel has had some yes. interesting things. <laughs> yes. Interesting <laughs> um, well, things on the internet. Well, I mean, as for the comebacks that are happening, the two top two that I'm looking forward to is Orange Caramel and Kara. Um, both of the, both groups have released like all their like teasers and stuff. I don't know if Orange Caramel is going to release anymore. I don't think so because it's coming out. The MVs are coming out in like three days, or two three days. So, but from, with Orange Caramel, first of all, like their teasers and stuff has been so crazy and weird and it's just like what's going to everyone is just wondering what is going to happen because you I know I found that scarier than the fact that there's going to be another Silent Hill video game I was like all you have to do is show those teasers with the crazy eyes I was like mm -hmm. that's it I was like that's enough to scare people <laughs> like, well, I mean yeah I mean it's kind of creepy though with a photo of them when they have they painted their eye, but their other um, teasers haven't been anything like that. Everything else has been, you know, different. There's a another photo teaser of them with, you know, a mop and like cleaning, and then another. Then they released a video teaser with them dancing in their dance practice room. But the song they're dancing to is a children's song, a Korean children's song. So people are kind of like, "What is going on?" And there's the other one too, where it's like a Where's Waldo, like they're in a big area or something, and every and they're like, "Find the members," you know, yeah. where are they? And, and it's just yeah, it's but very quirky and. Yeah, which I had to watch a few uh, times just to find all three of them because I was like, <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> I, was, I didn't even bother. I was like, what? I cannot find these girls. Like, I don't even care anymore. But yeah, but it's like it's very fun, and I'm just very excited to hear what the song is gonna be. I mean, we kind of gotten some samples, so it sounds very, you know, orange caramelish. So yeah, I'm yeah. excited uh, for that. And then with Kara, you know, they have they have. They release a bunch of photo teasers, like individually, and then finally a group, and then they release individual video teasers, and then yesterday they released a group um, music video teaser, and it all looks very yeah. pretty. Very, the girls are gorgeous. It looks like it looks good. Have dance How and everything. How do you feel about um, the newest member, Yangji? Is Young. that her name? Young uh, yeah. yeah. I think yes. so. Yeah, um, well, the thing is, I watched the show because, you know, they had a show where yeah. mm. the audition of, like, these seven girls and who was going to be the new member. And mm. Youngji wasn't my original pick. There were, like, other girls that I really liked and was hoping for them to win. But as, you know, because the thing was also, like, a lot of voting, like, votes from the fans, voting from um, the people, the... The professionals who, because after at the end of every episode, they because they had to learn to dance to one of the Kara songs, and then they would perform it somewhere, and then like the audience would like judge them, judge them, and then like professionals like the dance 
the dance teacher and stuff, the vocal teacher would um, give, they would judge them as well and vote on them and stuff. And like every week, Youngji was always number one. Like that, I think only like one time she wasn't one num number one. But for the, all the weeks, she was pretty much number one. So it was kind of just like, well, kind of know where this is going after a few weeks. But, I mean, wasn't it that week she was in the hospital? <laughs> The first, the first, like the first two episodes, she would didn't perform with them, but she was still like number one. So it's kind of like, hmm. but well, uh, but I the mean, thing is, as I a saw, car fan, how do you think she's gonna? I mean, without, especially without Nicole and Jiang, I mean, do you think she's an adequate replacement? Well, from what I saw on the show, she's a good dancer, and she's a pretty decent singer. Like, she's no, like, no hearing or anything like that. But um, I think vocally-wise, she'll, she'll, she, her range is well enough with the rest of the members. And um, I think she'll do well. Like, she looks, like, she's very pretty, and, like, her looks, like, if you see, like, the teasers and stuff for Mamma Mia, because that's their comeback song, Mamma Mia, the main song. Yeah. Yeah, uh, mm -hmm. she looks great. She looks like she was been. She's been part of the group this whole time. So, like, you don't. Do you miss Nicole Jiang? I mean, that's the thing. Is like, is because you know, with some girl groups, is with some groups in general, it's like you miss the other members so much, you just can't get used to the new group. But um, well, with me with Kara, like I and I like they're like with Wonder Girls. Like I like all the members. So it's not like, oh, my favorite member just left the group and I, I don't care about the group anymore. It wasn't like that at all. Um, with Nicole and Jiang, um, I was sad when they left, but um, I wasn't, it was something that like they, just didn't happen the day after or something. It was something that we kind of knew what was happening because at the time they were having their Japanese tour and then there was just like, well, their contract is ending with um, DSP and there were a lot of fans were like, Wondering, oh, are they gonna? Because we knew the other three members already resigned. They were the only two that kind of. It was kind of big. What if we don't know? And in the end, they didn't. So I mean, it was sad to me, love, because as Kata as five members, I think they were perfect. Yeah. But in the end, they had their reasons to leave. Like um, with Nicole, it was a fact that she wanted to do solo stuff. But DSP wasn't letting her, like, really have any do anything solo. So that's what she wanted, and to her, I guess, in a way, to her, that was just more important than being part of a group. It was something she was ready to move on to. So she left, and then with Ji Young, well, at first it was like, well, she wants to study whatever, so she went to England, London, to study. But now they're saying how like she's going to go to Japan and sign, sign with a company to become an actress in Japan. So there's... Well, that makes sense. So, I, well, I mean, she's really popular in Japan, and... I mean, she looks very Oh, well, yeah, Kara's got that J Japanese popularity, so... Yeah. yeah, so, I mean, in the end, though, they knew what they wanted, and they went ahead and got it. It was the same thing with Wonder Girls. Like, they all went to do their things, and as a fan, I totally understand that, so it's not something I'm going to hate, be upset about, and like, especially, I'm not going to put it on the three girls who stayed behind, because they want Kara to continue, they want to be, they still want to be a group, and as a fan, I feel like I shouldn't punish them by saying, no, you can't add another girl group, we have to stay as three members, like, I'm sure it's something they didn't want, I think staying as three, maybe they wanted that too, but DSP is not going to be like that, DSP wants a group, and groups usually is four members, like, there, there's like, 
there's like Orange Caramel that's like three members and stuff, but that's like a sub. People know that them as a subunit, so they don't mm. really consider them as a group group, you know. Mm-hmm. So true. I don't know. I guess. All right. As a fan of whatever, I I accept G. I accept Young G. I like her, and I cannot wait to see their comeback. Cause I'm ready for new Kara stuff. <laughs> I'm beyond ready for All it. All right. <laughs> I I love their styling in the videos. Oh. Gorgeous. In Kara, yeah, like the last video, they, I was gagging. It was so good. <laughs> oh, this is, with your gagging. I always thought they were like, <laughs> as far as like collectively, I always thought they were like the prettiest girl group, I guess, like visually. I like, I feel like they were all visuals in a sense. I don't know. Even though some yeah, people would say Hara is a visual, but whatever. Um, all right. Um, Noah, let's get to your um, uh, your notable news yes. items this week. Let me see if I remember all of them. Like, yeah, we I was well. Talk winner about... debuted. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> they debuted. <laughs> all of you winner fans Wait. out here with me, are you feeling me right now? Yes, you praise really? the Lord. <laughs> You guys even have a fan club name already. You guys already have a fan club name. Inertia. Yes, we're set. We're done. We're like, we've been preparing for almost a year. We, of course we got already have that. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm so happy right now. I like, <laughs> God so is real. Did you listen to like the album, clips from the album? Was, like, what do you, is it everything you thought it would be? Are you? No, it's not. Okay. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not that kind of fan. Like, be like, oh my god, everything is amazing as long as they release anything. Um, I'm just happy. Like, I think what a lot of winner fans are feeling, or us inner circles, <laughs> like, like YG fan group doesn't already have bad rap for being um, snobbish, like the VIPs, mm. inner what, circle. What the- what, with a name like Inner Circle? What do you mean? Yeah, yeah I was like, way to go, let, YG. Let me explain to you. In the, um, yeah. Let me explain. It's Winner, like <laughs> Inner Circle. Winner, Inner. Like, do you get it? So, like, yes. you still I get winner. it, but it's still, it, but still, you know. I'm a VIP. Okay. I'm in the Inner Circle. Okay, sure. It's better than XOL. Or XOL. <laughs> oh, no one said that oh, was good. No one said that was good. So edit that out. Edit it out. I want to live. Um, oh, this is what they're saying behind their backs. Wow. <laughs> no, but anyways, uh, like yeah, they released two songs: the album uh, "Color Color Ring" and uh, "Empty." Uh, it's it's like ballads, very slow songs with some rap. It's very Empty is very YG, very YG typical song, and coloring is yeah, it's it's different, but at the same time, uh, not too different from YG. Um, I expected something more. Like honestly, the songs that the that um, the members compose themselves. If you if you, has any one of you watched the Winner TV show? No. Win I was TV. surprised of what I saw. I thought they were very kind of maybe 2 p.m. ish in their image and and kind of oh I mean they have their they have a different sound but I was just I I mean I I guess I kind of liked it because it's like 
better than them being like, okay, we're going to do a second Big Bang. I mean, obviously they have their own concept and their own, you know, abilities and things that they're good at. But at the same time, I kind of wanted to see them with maybe a more upbeat yes. thing. Yeah. I agree. It's the same thing I feel about the heartfelt yummy. I'm like, I'm like, whoa, why did all this depressing songs about relationships? Like, like, but oh, if you sorry. if you have for anyone who's out there who's watched uh, the what's it called uh, the reality show Win or Winner TV, you like you know they can compose. Like if you listen to their songs, they have like I feel like their album or their song should have been more. Um, I don't know how to say it. like in a sense like you cannot put them in a category because. One member is like very like techno house to very slow R&B to <clears throat> Jamiroquai kind of style of music, while the other member is very hip hop, very YG. And one member who composes, uh, Kang Sun Yoon, he's very like uh, pop rap, rock ballad. So they have this kind of U2 sound. They're like the best song that would fit them would be like Big Bang's love song. Have you guys yeah. heard it? Yeah. That's a song. That's a song that would fit them perfectly. Cause yeah, I mean, they like their music isn't something that I wouldn't like. I consider what they're doing YG. Like, not it's music that I would. I'm not surprised it came from YG, but at the same time, I just was maybe expecting something more dynamic. Mm. You and me both. <laughs> and, and like, and they and they released a song from the competition, uh, from the reality show, and they butchered that song. Smile again was such a beautiful composed song, and they and they and YG pretty like made like a house techno song up out of it and butchered it. Anyways, the album is good. They like they composed it itself. They have a couple of songs that really stand out, and I do feel like. They should have had one more upbeat song at least, instead of have two very slow songs. Um, but I feel like other winner fans or inner circles <laughs> that we're just happy that, that they. That's so exclusive. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. We're in the like, inner circle. I'm sorry. Don't hate us because we're better. Like it's not our fault. Excuse me. <laughs> It's a joke. Don't take it personally. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, like as I, as I said, I think a lot of people feel uh, it would. It's very. It's a very good album. It, they have like the song different uh, and other songs that are really really good, and and that most of the fans think that should have should have been the single. But we're just happy that they're out of the basement. They're out. We're we're like just okay, whatever. Just give us something. It's a good start. The album is not bad. It's really good. They're doing well. We cannot complain. And they're... at least YG actually put them out there. Basically, is what you're saying. Yeah, but <laughs> he the, actually but did thing... what he said he was gonna do. But the issue I have is that I know you can for all of you who are not aware of the winner and their process of winning. YG isn't doesn't like them. They're the like they're like the black sheep of the YG family. 
Because really? he was, he, yeah, he was rooting for the other team because they were definitely more Big Bang-ish, more yo-yo-yo. Yeah, yo, yo, but I feel like if they really wanted the other team, I mean, did they... I, it was, it did they sign rate. them? Did they sign them, the other They're team, still, too? Yeah, but, like, yeah. But the thing that bothered bother Winner fans is, like, in everything that Winner does, they have to insert the other team in some way. Whether it's a concert, whether it's composed a song, that, that group has to be there. Like, leave, leave Winner alone. That's... that's well, that's, so far, I've not seen hide nor hair of the other team. So I don't, you know, I mean, if they're going to have more of a Big Bang image, then, you know, cool. Yeah. You know, I can deal with that. But I don't, you know, only know if have their own image. Yeah, I, I think some of the other members, the, was it Team B or whatever? Yeah, Team B, yes. Yeah, some of the members are on that show, Show Me the Money 3. Yeah, yeah. That's all I know about them so far, but yeah. And that one of them, Bobby, did a song, and it, it got to, like, number one on the music. No, number two. Winner num winner's number one. <laughs> well, they're number scared. one on every chart. They're number one everywhere. Yeah. I mean, yes. imagine yes. if they, I mean, with a name like Winner, if they were, like, did less Losing. than expected. I mean, that's that's just, like, I, that's why I didn't like the name from the get-go, because I'm like, that's just putting all of that on their, that burden on their shoulders. They have to do great. I have know? more... I have more of an issue, like, what are you supposed to say if they win an award? The winner is... <laughs> it's not like, oh my god, no, no, no. At least the inner circle thing sounds better than the, the group, better than the group's name. But the, yeah, Just but the a thing very is, polite, humble bow, and, and yeah. Yes. And the <laughs> thing is, I think YG feels that he doesn't know what, where to place them, because they... During the comp during the competition, they did reggae, they did house, they did rock, they did everything compared to the B team, Team B, who used mostly used R and B, did R and B and hip hop. And I feel like if they're so versatile, then they should let them do that. Like they should let them experiment in those different genres. Have you heard the album? I haven't. I haven't. So is, is that the it's case? It's more diverse. It's more it's more diverse. Okay, but, okay. I've just heard the two singles, so. That's why I comp that's why people are gonna hate me for this, but I compare them to, uh, the police or, the queen, the groups, because they not in the sense of the, how great they are, more in the sense that, they do they pretty much do anything and everything, and there's, mm. and that's and that's their strength. For, at least for me. And I'm just happy. They're looking good in their MV. I'm not happy about them just sitting there and calling all I the time. I think what they should have done, just me personally, is that they should have done one of the one of the songs that they released, because they're both kind of similar in tone yes. and, and everything, and then done a different song for the second one. Something rock, something techno, whatever. Whatever it is, just different from the other one. I don't I know agree. why they chose two similar ones because I was just I don't know I usually usually when when um, companies do that they usually you know choose two different songs to kind of promote but I don't know um, I agree totally agree what do you think Kiara about winner 
Yeah. <laughs> I think nothing about them. <laughs> oh my god. I thought nothing about Winner at all. Yeah, to be honest, I don't pay attention to to them at all. I don't read anything when about them or listen to them or nothing. So you should. I just go by what you say. So. Which I have a sister <laughs> question because I wanted to bring this up when you were talking and I forgot. With Sister, what do you think with them winning all of these awards? Because for one thing, I feel like they're popular with the general public, but they're not popular. If you under, if you get what I mean. They have no fans. They don't, they don't have a fan base, but they they people like them. People like their songs or their image. I'm not sure. I'm I'm, I'm not sure what's going on with them. Well, the thing with Sister is that they 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 don't have like their fandom is a decent size, but it's not like big like you know Sonia Shide or even like A Pink, who their 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 fan cafe is like really big now and has so many members. Yeah, A-Pink. But um, they definitely, like, their song is definitely, like, very, like, pop, like, you hear it everywhere in Korea. Like, it's one of those songs that gets played a lot. And, you know, they've actually kind of gained more fans because I'm definitely seeing more fans, at least internationally, like, doing the mm. whole voting process or, like, you know, how to vote to get them to win. So, because, like, that's how they're really getting by, by, like, broadcasting points. And like mm -hmm. SNS voting, and like the mm -hmm. MV, their music video has like already on their official channel has eight eight million plus views so far, That's compared good. to like um like Block B, you know, because like they're all against like Block B recently. Their video only has like one two million or something like that views. Block but but is it only is it only two million views? Well, it that goes towards um. I think I'm not sure if it's broadcasting views or S. I think it's that goes with SNS, mm -hmm. but it helps. Then the voting, like you know, people like hashtagging the their names and tweeting, and then like making all these tutorials, like you know how what apps to download and like how mm -hmm. to make an account to vote for oh like Pikachu and stuff. Like fans are really being more proactive and I can definitely tell that they have had more they've gained a lot more fans cuz usually when they have comebacks um Sistar like for the first week or whatever you'll hear like a lot of like the fan chants but like as time progresses you don't really hear that much or like there's less people less fans there for them at the music shows but for this comeback every comeback I'm here it, I feel like it's getting louder and louder to be honest like I was watching their music bank performance today, and their the fan chants were pretty loud. And like, by usually by this time, not many fans go to their music shows anymore. So yeah, I think they're definitely gaining more fans. And yeah, female fans, because there was definitely like more like females like chanting than male fans. So, really, that's yeah. good. That's interesting because I would have seen them as I mean, not that I wouldn't have thought they would have had male female fans, but I would have seen them as like a male-focused group. That's definitely how they're promoted, I think. But I think it's interesting that they have a lot of female fans. Yeah, the thing is they um, have a lot of female they have female fans, and they have a lot of younger fans. Mm -hmm. So, because I'm only I go to their fan cafe, I'm always seeing oh, Nuna, or like, Bora Nuna, Hyori Nuna, Desa Nuna. Mm -hmm. so, interesting. You know, so, I think that's a... So, but I don't think their fandom is that big enough because, you know, they recently, like, Earlier they had yeah. a concert, and then there was a huge problem with that concert and everything. Yeah, so, but, but it's still, I, like I said, it's it's enough to make me interested just because, I mean, it, it doesn't seem like it's a 
hindrance to them winning the variety shows, which I don't know if it's something to say about the variety shows since there's so many different, like, you know, things that go into winning nowadays. I mean, YouTube views and whatever else. Yeah. Um, or just... But, I mean, I have to say, I do have it... I don't love the song. It's not my favorite from them, but I do have it stuck in my head. So, <laughs> I mean, that maybe that means something. I hate the dance. I don't <laughs> love the song, but it's stuck in my head. So... I love the song. I love the coloring, the palette. I, I love Sistar, but for me, like, for I think for people, I'm not that that into them, so I don't know how big the fan base is. So I usually go by the news of that concert or how lo how few people came to those concerts of a concert. Yeah. So I'm like, I, I just assume. Yeah, that like I said, it's that personal investment, you know, that people that. People with really big fan clubs have. I don't see that in Sistar, really. Yeah, yeah no, so, with Sistar, it's more like people are willing to buy their their main song for like a dollar or whatever, like on the on online sites, you know, for music, like to buy it, like MP3. But like, like when it comes to like album sales or like going to a concert for them, they're still kind of like struggling with that part. Like, yeah. like just pe just having general people buy their 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 one song, their main song for like a dollar or whatever, it's like they're still good with that. But just having actual fans spending a lot of money on their CDs and you know going to a concert for them, it's still yeah, they're still kind of not there yet with that. But I think I wonder what is considered more successful is like having the general public just you know people willing to buy your songs via your videos and that sort of thing or having like a very devoted fan fandom I don't know because I mean when you see like with fans like you always hear about like group buying where like fans would buy like 20 plus copies yeah. of one album so I'm like and they all calculate together so is that what considered successful or just having all these individuals buying the song once and then but it's still like really high on the charts successful I don't mm. know I mean, it depends your views of how everyone's views of what popularity is is different. Yeah, I, I think yeah. I think for me personally, I I see like there's like these groups who sell a lot a lot of albums and they make their money through their fan base, and then there are these groups who are and mostly girl groups who are popular with the general population, and like that's why I think you see more girl groups uh, posing for like commercial CFs ads, then you usually see like you see like boy, male groups as well, but male groups like depend more on their fan base. Like that's what I personally think, and I think it's two different kind of popularities. Yeah. And neither like both have their pros and cons. Yeah. Yeah. And, I I think you may be right there. Um. Did you have anything else, Noah, that you were um, wanting to discuss one? or bring up? Oh, about can winner? I just, wait, can I just say one more um, thing before? Yeah, of course. And it's not about to start. It's actually kind of so. Just go back to Yeon for one quick second. Her last yeah. song on her album, um, "Nothing Lasts Forever." That song. Oh my is actually, god, that's my that, song. That song is actually about a wonderful that passed away. So mm. that song is dedicated to that one that fan that passed away and um she said that she actually when she recorded it 
she didn't actually edit the song, like, you know, like how all songs get edited to sound good mm -hmm. or whatever. She said because she wanted to keep the raw emotion of how she felt while singing. They, she wanted it on the song, so she didn't want to edit it. So that's why it kind of sounds like not, like, it wasn't, like, completely edited. Like, it kind of sounds kind of weird. But that's why, because she wanted to keep the raw emotion of how mm -hmm. she felt while singing that song. That's it. That's what well, I think. <laughs> perfect and wonderful and everything. Yeah, that's about that's great about K-pop, just that's how you. I'm sorry. Wonderful for life. I will get that tattooed across my back someday. Damn. Don't ask me when. <laughs> just, it'll be but some someday. That's that song is like, one like it's my absolute favorite song from that album, without a doubt. Like that yeah. song is like it touches me in the heart. <laughs> Anyways, what I'm gonna say about Winner is like, I know they're. Their lead singles are not that amazing, uh, but they are really, really talented. And more, more importantly, they have, they have better songs on their album. So check it out. Please do, Kiara. <laughs> For my sake, please do join the fandom. I will, because I've only heard the two, and I want to hear something faster more upbeat, upbeat from them. So they have one yeah. kind of reggae song and one that more like uh, what's it called? Uh, like guitar, not country, but yeah. And and then they have like a one big bang kind of song. Anyways, check it out. Join the inner circle, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel circle, so the VIP room. I can't get <laughs> <Jazz>. Let's see. <laughs> I cannot say that without laughing. This is so fun. Um, my next topic that I wanted to talk about uh, that has not been talked about enough, I think, is uh, the actress Sung Hyun Hyuna, who was found guilty for prostitution. Mm. I just read about that today too. Yeah. Yes. Uh, are you guys up to date about it, or should, maybe I should just uh, give the listeners some background info about I, it? I just know the basics of it, like what you, the articles that you posted. So you yeah. can give, you know, some. Give us yeah. Some uh, well, in the beginning of the uh, 2013, there were some rumors starting about actresses might be involved in. Uh, in a like what's called prostitution ring, and uh, most of the actresses were cleared of their name, and they sued different news outlets for defamation, blah blah blah. And but one actress was actually prosecuted, and it was Sunghyuna, and she's quite famous. Like she's been around for a while. I've seen a couple of her movies. I didn't realize that, that it was her until recently. And she was uh, prosecuted, she fought against it, but finally she was found guilty and fined for $2,000 uh, or $2 million won for having sex with businessmen and also for arranging prostitution. And the businessman who uh, bought, he was also, he also paid like around $3 million won or $3,000. And yeah, and the man who arranged it got like one and a half year in prison. 
Uh, and this, the reason I chose this topic was because uh, what kind of the, what these kind of rumors or these kind of scandals do to an actress, and more importantly, what be happens behind the scenes in the entertainment system, uh, industry. Like we have the we is, there's always these kind of rumors. I don't know if you guys remember there was a Chinese celebrity or Any actress. Last? No, an actress who went to Korea to start an acting career, and she just got out of it, and she talked shit about Korea or the Korean entertainment industry in China, for because she said it was dead rotten, dead rotten, and she said it was even worse than China. So, what do you guys think about like this businessman who was uh, uh, found guilty? He was found guilty of having sex with actresses, not actresses. Wait, she was having sex with actresses, not actors? No, no. He was having... She was having sex for money with businessmen, and he was having sex with actresses. So, so apparently... Uh, so this one actor is having sex with her and other actresses. No, he's not an actor. He's, not, he's a businessman. Oh, he's a but business he was having, but he was with her and other actresses like her. Exactly. Okay. And that's my main point. Like, and I don't know if you know, I forgot her, her name about the actress who. Uh, boys over, who was in Boys Over Flowers and she committed suicide? Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Like that act. I don't remember her name either, but that actress. She was in Boys Over Flowers. She played one of the. The mean um, schoolgirls that. Yeah, like, I uh, remember her. She committed suicide yeah, because. Yeah, Zhang, Zhang Jia, Zhang Jia Yong, I think. Yeah, I remember is. that. And and this is, and I think like these kind of rumors always come up, like actresses having. I don't know if they're being forced, but they're put in a situation where they offer different kind of services, whether, whether it's holding a uh, businessman in Korea company when they are in the karaoke room, which is a very common thing in Korea. Mm. And it's interesting yeah. because I don't pay as nearly as much attention to K-drama stars as I do K-pop stars, but mm. there's this kind of feeling that act, you know, acting is a more... I don't know, noble undertaking in Korea than being, you know, uh, a pop idol. Yes. And, you know, they're, they're more, I don't know, they're just put up on, on a higher pedestal. Definitely. But, you know, you hear about stuff like this and it's like, you know, they have to go through a lot of the same or similar, you know, illegal crap. That you know, K idols go through. I mean, it's not it's not a, a a pure you know pristine process. You know, to become an actress, it's not like becoming an actress is always going to be. It's that means that you're automatically better than someone that's becoming a singer. You know. And mm. I, I think. It's not to say that this kind of thing doesn't happen in Hollywood or China or anywhere in the world. Like it's not just exclusive to Korea. But since yeah. we're talking about, but since we're talking about Korea, yeah. uh, like 
And from my understanding is like this kind of prostitution rings where actresses are forced or persuaded to have sex and like that Jung Jehyun, like she was like there were five uh, men who were actually prosecuted and found guilty of forcing her of having sex with them or sexual or forcing her to do sexual favors for them. Yeah. And like, what do you guys think about that? I mean, yeah. Of I mean, course, it's awful, but. Yeah, I mean, well, just speaking with because we're just talking about Korea for now. Um, that's like it's some. Those are kind of rumors and things you've always heard about. Like I've always heard about them ever since I got into K-pop fandom, and in like K-drama fandom, like and all of that. And I mean, and it's just how do I say it? It's just like. Cause that's how a lot of people feel like whenever there's a new actress that like a new actress comes out of nowhere, and they're like, well, how do you, how did they get those big roles without, you know, and they're just starting and stuff, and it's because a lot of people suggest that they have, you know, sponsors, and the and for that sponsorship mm -hmm. they do sexual favors and things of that nature. But I feel like a lot of them. I feel like a lot of it is really pressured on them because mm. they go in that business wanting to be actresses. They want to become famous. But mm. there's just a lot of shady people in the background, people we don't see mm. normally. And they were like, well, if you want to become famous, if you want all these things, you're going to have to do a few things for me, which always ends up being like sexual favors. And it just mm. felt really sad and really shady because it's like there's been actresses, not only that girl from Boys Over Flowers, but there's been other actresses who have committed suicide because it's just, it gets so bad. Like, it becomes too much for them. And then mm. they feel like the only way they can get out is if, you know, they kill themselves. And it's just it's just a sad reality, really, for, like, these all these women. Like, they, wanna, they want to become actresses and do something that they love, which is acting. And in the mm. end, they have to do all these things they don't want to just to get their name out there and just to get a role or something like that. Yeah. I mean, for me, I kind of look at it the same way as, like, I did before, kind of in contrast with K-pop, like I said, with the actors and, and being an actor, being kind of put on this higher pedestal, like, oh, this is such a, so, like, much of a more noble endeavor than lowering yourself to being, you know, a pop singer, but it's all entertainment, and they all, and honestly, all of those, you know, media companies and everything, they're all interconnected, so, you know, a, a lot of them, you know, have to deal with a lot of the same people, the same, you know, chain of command, and deal with the same you know, kind of crap that, you know, you know, pop idols have to do with, with, you know, I mean, there's a reason why, you know, singers can become actors so easily, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. I mean, it's all, it's all in the same family. And, I agree. Yeah. It, the thing that, I think for me, uh, it's not that what happens in Korean entertainment industry is like that shocking in that in that sense that it happens, but it's more 
of the fact that in Korea, have, having a pristine image is so important for celebrities. Like, how you are perceived is everything, is everything. Like, if there's a crack in your image, then you're, then you, you, that could ruin your career, like, just totally. Unless you are that kind of celebrity that are known, that is known for your controversy. And I th and that's and and that's what I take from this is like how the how perfect and smiling and everything it seems and smiling everybody's like happy and like waving and looks perfect and they're very innocent they don't do this they go to church or they met blah 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 then but then when behind the scenes it's like totally different it's like I don't know how to say it. it's like watching. Korean dramas and watching Korean movies is like day and night for me. Like, it is because it's because so, mm. it's so like Korean movies can be very sexual, violent, raw, hardcore, and, that, it, and for me it's like whoa compared to like K dramas Korean, where like they kiss awkwardly. Yeah, it's, not even, it's not even kiss. It's like a peck. Like like ugh, I don't have they to just kiss. bash their lips against each other. It's and like two kiss. three year olds kissing. Yep, and, and they just. And they stand still for like two minutes, like just. But they're just standing there with their lips pressed to each other, like, okay, what do we do now? <laughs> yeah, like pushing their lips inwards, like, mm, I don't want to kiss him. Yeah. So for me, that's that's the like. I find it just really weird and very awkward because it's not. I don't feel it's the same thing in Japan or in America. Like people are not that surprised if that kind of scandal comes out. It's like. They were like, yeah, yeah it's Hollywood. I feel, that, yeah. I feel that kind of like, I don't know, that kind of, uh, I don't know, I feel with a lot of, and like I said, I'm saying this as a non-Korean fan. Me too. But, um, you know, I feel with a lot of their products, there's, and I'm not saying they're the only country to do this either, there's this kind of, layer of not falseness but like you know um perfectness or you know just yeah. some, you know of, of 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 you know what they you know what they want people to to see their country as and with the movies it's like all of that is kind of torn down and people kind of have more freedom to express themselves and everything mm -hmm. but before you get to that you get to the music and you get to the dramas and it's all just you know bs it's all just you know what mm -hmm. you know we would like to all think think that all of korea and all korean people are like mm -hmm. um and um not that that's not necessarily the case you know it's it's just like you know coming to america and thinking that you know all Americans act are like um, I don't know what's the the latest teen craze. Um, well, this isn't a craze, but like they are in Glee or something like that. <laughs> a Glee, that's not very. Yeah. Good. But you know, you, you know, just it, you know, kind of if thinking in in those the broadest terms possible, and. You know, it's just, I, yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure what I said. Maybe it's okay. But like, 
<laughs> it makes sense. Like I, feel, I, I understand that. I love you. Uh, and I think all of us agreed it's it's, some, it's something bad. That's it's something that should not happen. Uh, and it's just a, it's just, yeah, it's very diff, difficult topic to discuss because just because we are not Korean and therefore we feel maybe it's not okay to talk about it in a sense, like because. Well, yeah, it's, it's, like, at some point there's going get, to be kind of a. Back. A kind of a wall where we that we can't go past because yeah. you know we, we we can't speak on on as you know certain viewpoints or experiences being you know who we are and where we're from. Um, I say yeah. this as <laughs> as a person on this podcast. If there's someone that wants out there that's listening that wants to speak more on this. Um, please contact us because we are open to um, different opinions and um, especially um, different opinions on uh, or people our um, knowledge or personal insight into Korean culture um, to kind of bounce off of. Um, this is a podcast, you know, by your not your average netizens. Um, you know, we're not Korean, we're not from Korea, um, you know, we're all of different nationalities and mm. uh, races, but um, that doesn't mean that we don't want to hear from um, a Korean or Korean-American um, or, you know, of any kind of point of view. So, mm. yeah, that that's kind of my my thing there. 